Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. With the playoffs almost here, don't forget the Atlanta Hawks. To say the Rangers had a crazy day would be the understatement of the year. Plus, what play-in team in the NBA is the most dangerous? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. When we talk about the Eastern Conference contenders, the conversation usually starts with Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee, and the conversation mostly ends there. But the Atlanta Hawks have a chance to make a little bit of noise here, potentially. They get a critical win, 135-103 against the Phoenix Suns on Wednesday night. Joining me now from Locked on Hawks, Brad Rowland. And Brad, I think that that these regular season games can sometimes be overblown game to game, and, and we take too much away from them sometimes. But this strikes me as a game where a team like Atlanta, who is seeking a little bit of validation, could really use as a springboard here. How much are you taking away from a quality win like this? Yeah, to your point there, you know, there's always context that you need. And Phoenix on a back-to-back. And if you want to downplay this game, you probably could do it pretty easily. At the same time, the Hawks played extremely well against a really good opponent on this night. And with the win, they're now clinching a winning season, which doesn't sound like much. But if, when you're rebuilding for four years uh, to get to a point where you're guaranteed to, be, to sort of be a winning team for the season and they're in this great spot for the playoffs, I think you can take away a lot. I mean, again, you don't, you don't want to overstate it. It's one game, um, but they just played really well. It seemed as if it wasn't like a total fluke either. It wasn't like one guy went crazy. They were really balanced and effective, and they just outplayed Phoenix for the entire game, and it was pretty impressive. And this is a pretty balanced Phoenix team, a, a, a good defensive team in the Suns, and the Hawks shot 63% from the floor, 50% from three, but it wasn't like crazy three-point variance was the reason they won this game. They won this game by over 30 because they were consistently getting good looks. They were getting the matchups that they wanted. And, and yeah, sure, guys made shots. But to your point, Trey Young, 16. Uh, Bogdanovich had 16. Danilo Gallinari had 16. It was a balanced effort here. So when we look to the playoffs, do you think that these guys can point to a win like this and say, look, we belong in the conversation if we have to go into a second-round matchup with, say, you know, the or the Nets. Yeah, they've had a few of these lately too, which probably helps. It's not. It's probably not just a one-off. They can point to a few wins, like they, they beat the Bucks a couple weeks ago yep. in pretty impressive fashion. Um, they can now like. There's no fl- there's no fluke to it. This is a pretty confident bunch right now. Um, obviously not too overconfident because they're still sort of in their first foray together um, toward the playoffs. But they do have a veteran head coach. They have a, a bunch of guys who are playing with a lot of a lot of feel and a lot of confidence right now. So I think they can point to this one and that Milwaukee game and the Miami win recently and just kind of say, look, we've beaten some good teams. This is not a fluke, and we have uh, everything that we need to be competitive. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, to say the Rangers had a crazy day would be the understatement of the year. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major hassle, especially right now when you don't want to go into the store. And even if you do go into the store, you have to deal with someone behind the counter who is going to have to go look up the parts in their warehouse on their computer. 
You have a computer, you have a smartphone, you have the internet. You can go to rockauto.com and do it yourself. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Jazz, the Suns, the Jazz, the Suns. No, this is not spoken word poetry. Every night, the lead changes in the West, and last night, it was the Jazz. The Utah Jazz blow out the San Antonio Spurs for the second straight night tonight, 126-94, to as the Jazz move to 3-0 on their five-game homestand. David Locke of Locked on Jazz with you. The Jazz have reclaimed the number one spot in the West with tonight's win, an easy blowout of the Spurs where no starters played more than 25 points. The Jazz led by 20 in the third quarter tonight to start it off. The Jazz have led by 20 in 42% of the games they have played this year in the third quarter. They have the best differential in the NBA and this will only add on to it as they led by over 40 at one point in this game. A complete whitewash of the Spurs who were so desperate they played 15 different players in the first half of the game. Jordan Clarkson dropped 30 against his hometown team as he grew up in San Antonio as a track star before turning to basketball. Boyan Bogdanovich has gone over 20 for five straight games, the longest stretch of his career. The Jazz were without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley but they've won three straight. They were number one in the West. In the East, only two games separate the four through seven seeds. We already know Atlanta won. They pulled it within a half game of the Knicks, who have the four seed. But the Boston Celtics are trying to fight off the Miami Heat to stay out of the play-in tournament. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. Boston Celtics finally getting the easy one. Yes, they messed around a little bit in the middle of this game, but Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker did what they had to do. Tatum with a monster stretch late in the third quarter to put this game away. But the highlight of the game, search for it on Twitter, it's Taco Fall crossing over Mo Bamba, giving him the up and under, and finishing the reaction from the Celtics bench was just fun all around in Orlando, at least for the Celtics. This is a wild story. The Baltimore Orioles were a wild pitch away. Didn't even mean for that pun. They were a wild pitch away from perfection. Connor Newcomb, host of Locked On Orioles here for the first time since 1991. One pitcher doing it for the first time since Jim Palmer in 1969. The Orioles have thrown a no-hitter. John Means does it. And listen, we're going to get into this on tomorrow's episode. It should have been a perfect game. The only base runner to reach was on a drop third strike that Pedro Severino should have blocked. Orioles threw out that runner trying to steal second. He only faced 27 batters. 26 of 27 batters. 26 of 27. I don't know if this has ever been done in Major League history. John Means threw a first pitch strike too. That is the importance of the first pitch strike. But John Means matches his career high with 12 strikeouts. His first career complete game. First time he'd ever pitched more than seven and a third innings in any game. He throws a no-hitter in Seattle. The Orioles take two of three. The Orioles take four of six on the West Coast trip. And John Means has thrown a no-hitter. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. The Lakers are hanging on to the sixth seed in the West, only a half game up on the Portland Trailblazers, and we already know how LeBron feels 
about the play-in tournament. Not his favorite thing. They face the Clippers tonight, and the betonline.ag line for the Lakers is the Lakers getting eight. Because we all miss football, as the NFL draft conversation is in the rearview mirror, now is a good time to remind you that you can bet on Super Bowl odds already. The Chiefs are in the top spot at plus 575, and the Bills are in third at 12 to 1. To check out the full list, head to betonline.ag where you can bet the NBA, the NHL, MLB, and NFL futures, you name it, they have it. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. The New York Rangers shocked the hockey world when they decided to move on from general manager Jeff Gordon and president John Davidson to promote Chris Drury. Joining me now from Locked on Rangers, John Chick and John, this is part of the rebuilding process, I guess, but the Rangers seem to be ahead of schedule in that rebuild. So why this move now? Uh, that is the million dollar question, Peter. And, you know, I really don't have a very good answer for you. From what I can gather, I mean, there's a lot to unpack here because, you know, the Rangers, they were eliminated from playoff contention two nights ago in a game against the Washington Capitals. I don't know if you happen to catch that game or not, Peter, but there was an incident with uh, noted thug Tom Wilson uh, basically just attacking players on the Rangers, uh, Pavel Buchnevich and Artemi Panarin. And then the league fails to act. They only give him a $5,000 fine, no suspension whatsoever, despite the fact that Tom Wilson is a repeat offender and pulls nonsense like this all the time. So from there, the Rangers release a statement basically uh, condemning the NHL and the Department of Player Safety for failing to act, failing to discipline Tom Wilson, who is, again, a repeat offender. And then, you know, a day later, we find out to the shock of pretty much everyone that covers the NHL, whether you're a Ranger fan or not, that Jeff Gorton and John Davidson have both been fired. And, you know, to your point, Peter, what you just mentioned, uh, the idea that this rebuild is going in the right direction, I completely agree. I feel like when you look up and down this Ranger roster, every single player on this team has either met or exceeded expectations this season and it was obviously going to take some time they did a full-fledged teardown rebuild but it was moving in the right direction yes they missed the playoffs this season but they had a lot of things happen to them you know there, there was a lot with Tony D'Angelo or Temi Panarin the coaching staff going on the COVID list pretty much everything that could go wrong went wrong you add to that the fact that they're in a really competitive division to begin with and you know, I think everybody was feeling pretty good about where this was going. So I have no words to explain how dumb of a move I think this is. <laughs> um, that, that's pretty much the long and short of it, man. You know, that that's kind of where I'm at right now. It, it's still kind of sinking in that this actually happened. We can never underestimate the role that James Dolan plays in all of this. He sold this as Chris Drury is a, a highly sought after executive. Maybe he's someone that, that other teams are going to be interested in. And so that seems to be the PR spin coming from the Rangers. How much of that do you buy? I mean, I like Chris Drury. You know, he's been in a role, a uh, front office role with the Hartford Wolfpack uh, for the last couple seasons. He also stepped in as an assistant coach for the Rangers when the uh, entire coaching staff was on the COVID list. I liked his game when he was a player. Obviously, he was the captain of the Rangers for a spell. And I do think he has a bright future in this league. You know, I know that the... Uh, Florida Panthers, I believe it was the Panthers. Uh, there was definitely a team this offseason that asked for and received permission to talk to him about their GM vacancy. Uh, he ends up staying with the Rangers, and, you know, he does seem to be an executive that's kind of climbing the ranks pretty fast there. Uh, I think the best thing that Chris Jury can do, and look, no two people are going to do the general manager job the same, but I think that one of the best things he can do is just try to keep the Rangers on this path that they're on. I mean, there's not really that much tinkering that needs to be done. I mean, maybe in the offseason you look to add a little bit of toughness, a little bit of grit. But for the most part, 
you know, Jeff and JD, they had this team moving in the right direction. So I think if you're Chris Jury, uh, the biggest thing you can do is just uh, keep the train on the tracks and, and just kind of keep everything moving in the same direction that it's been moving. Don't try to reinvent the wheel and, and do something radically different. So that was before the Rangers game with the Capitals, which was every bit as crazy as the news of the game. The Rangers lose 4-2 to tonight, but I mean, really, it was just kind of, the hockey game was a subplot for what was basically just a reenactment of the movie Slapshot. I mean, it was just complete chaos. Obviously, there's a three-on-three fight right off of the opening face-off, and within the first five minutes, you've got a total of six fights. Brandon Smith, kudos to him for taking on Tom Wilson. I mean, really, he was the only option that the Rangers had as far as somebody dropping the gloves with Tom Wilson. Wilson leaves the game with an upper body injury, I bet. Yeah, just complete chaos. I know that some people were calling this embarrassing, Embarrassing. I would not really go that far. You could call it embarrassing if you want to. I don't think it was nearly half as embarrassing as the way Tom Wilson acted two nights ago or the NHL's complete uh, lack of discipline for Tom Wilson in the days that followed or the fact that the Rangers fired JD and Jeff Gordon. Those were far more embarrassing situations than anything that happened on the ice tonight. So which play-in team is the most dangerous? Our cue of the day is next. Before we get there, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar who make the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I have gotten my friends hooked, family members, my wife is obsessed with them. We reach for them all the time. Flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, German chocolate, chocolate galore, but also the fruit flavors, surprisingly good. I'm not a huge fan of fruit and chocolate normally, but these bars, I had the raspberry cheesecake the other day, absolutely delivers. Every bar is covered in 100% chocolate. And even though this sounds like candy, they are low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, and high in protein. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's LOCKED15 to check these things out. I promise you they will deliver. LOCKED15 gets you 15% off your first order. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Some of the players may not like it, but it looks like the NBA's play-in game is going to be games, is going to be absolutely off the charts exciting because we have blue blood teams involved in the East. It's teams like the Boston Celtics, the Miami heat who could be in the plane and in the West. It is a who's who of superstar players, LeBron and the Lakers, Luca and the Mavs Dame and CJ with the trailblazers. And of course, Steph Curry and the warriors joining me now from locked on Mavs, Nick Angstad and Nick. If when you look at this list, who are the teams where you're going, okay, if, if they win, if they get in, you know, maybe they didn't have the best season, but if they get in, they're going to make one of these these top seeds go, oh, no, we got to play that team? Especially if you look at, you know, some of these players where they could just go off in one game, in the play-in, right? You could win one game and just make it in if you're a seven or eight. And then in the second game, you could win, like, you just win two games and you're, boom, all of a sudden in the playoffs. So it's Steph Curry with the Golden State Warriors. He could just go off. He had that incredible stretch in March and April where he just looked like he was on another level, another world. Uh, the the sneaky one right now is the Washington Wizards with Russell Westbrook. Just looking yeah. like he's playing out of his mind, dropping 40 here and dropping 24 assists like nightly and all that kind of stuff. And so that's a team that you may not want to play in one single game. And then you mentioned some of the big teams that could potentially be in this playing tournament. You know, the Boston Celtics, Miami Heat, they've had a lot of success recently. These Like those two teams were the Eastern Conference Finals matchup last season. And they haven't changed – that much they just dealt with a lot of COVID issues injury issues uh, the Mavericks same thing Lakers same thing like 
there's an outside chance the Lakers are in this playing tournament, which we've heard LeBron, you know, come out against it. But there's a reason for it is because there's a potential for them to actually be in this tournament. Yeah, I was I was looking at it earlier. The Wizards among among teams we think are going to be in the playoffs right now. And in fact, if you just look at the entire Eastern Conference, only the Bucks and the Nets average more points per game than the Wizards. So if you're talking about the the ability to score and scare teams, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, I mean, they could be a problem. Let's take the flip side of this, Nick. There are going to be some teams in the playing game that if they lose, it could be catastrophic. We could be talking about, okay, where do they go from here? You know, blow it up kind of levels. I'm thinking of a, a particular team out on the East Coast that wears green and white. Is there a name that jumps out to you where, hey, if they get in the playoff game and they get bounced? We could be looking at a very different team heading into 2020, the 2021 season. Oh, absolutely. I don't know about team necessarily, but there was a report that the Portland Trailblazers head coach, Terry Stotts, could be out if they, you know, lose this game and that they could replace him with Jason Kidd. Like that's a that's a doomsday scenario if you're if you're a Blazers fan, according to me. Uh, Celtics, kind of the same deal. They have dealt with a bunch of injuries, a bunch of co- they've dealt with the most COVID missed games throughout the season. And so maybe you can use that as an excuse to say, well, we just weren't necessarily right at the right time but that's a team if they lose and they don't make the postseason like that's a that's a devastating blow to that franchise and that fan base a couple others that, that kind of stick out you start saying well what about the golden state warriors i don't know if they can make any big changes the big three like steve kerr uh curry and draymond i don't know if they'd make any big moves for them the lakers i can't imagine them losing but i mean if they were in the play in and they lost like Oh my God! <laughs> I have no idea what would happen to them. I don't know if they would make any. Well, big LeBron, LeBron reaggravates the ankle, and all of a sudden he can't go. Like that's not crazy. Yeah, and even with Anthony Davis, though, they should be able to win those games. But yeah, it, it could be a doomsday scenario, especially for them too. And finally, Clemson defensive end Justin Foster, who announced in February that he was ending his football career because of long haul COVID nineteen symptoms, will be rejoining the team in June. Foster said he spoke to Coach Dabo Swinney on Tuesday and told him he isn't sure when or if he'll regain the form that made him a potential NFL draftee, but that he would like to try. Trying to find a sense of normalcy coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, athletes, they really are just like us. And in fact, they are us. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Friday, another day closer to the NBA playoffs and a huge night of action. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.